Welcome to this Under the Covers episode of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where authors give voice to their written words. This is the Friday version of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where host Landis Wade and his author guests get under the covers. That's right. We get in and out because there are just too many interesting books and engaging authors in the region and not enough time. And just like the longer version of the show, you'll learn interesting facts about the authors and their books, and the authors will read their work. And also like the longer version, you will find images, links, and information about the authors in the show notes at charlottereaderspodcast.com. Support for Charlotte Readers Podcast is provided by Park Road Books, the oldest and only independent bookstore in Charlotte, conveniently located in Park Road Shopping Center. And by Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, a connector of readers, leaders, and learners with 20 locations and a 24-hour online presence. We're also grateful to those of you who offer member support, for which I'm pleased to offer in return member-only content curated with our authors and myself. You can find out more about this member-only content and how you can help authors give voice to their written words at charlottereaderspodcast.com. When Landis is not getting under the cover at bookstores, at events, and on the road, he does it in the well-equipped podcast studio at Advent Coworking, located in the Belmont community near Uptown Charlotte. But enough with the prologue. Let's get under the covers. I'm your host, Landis Wade. Thank you for listening. Hey, listeners, welcome to this Under the Covers episode uh, of Charlotte Rears Podcast. I'm here today with John Gertie. Uh, he is the author of Alpha Bone Orchestra. It's an alphabet book designed to help children learn and get excited about music and offer adults tidbits of music education through the grace notes sprinkled throughout. John, welcome. Good to be here. Thanks. Yeah, and, and full disclosure, we went to school together. Yeah, Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Many years ago. Many years ago. Many years ago. Yeah. yeah, and you're you're you were in town here watching the Wildcats play basketball. I am. Yeah, I am. and uh, of course this will come out in June. They'll be done playing basketball then. But uh, you, uh, you're my first children's book. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah it's cool. gonna be this is gonna be fun. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, 1979 graduate Davidson College. You. Uh, all-American honors and uh, graduated career-leading scorer in school history and basketball, a record that stood for 30 years. Who broke your record? A guy by the name of Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anybody going to break his record? That might be no, hard to no, do. No, yeah. yeah. But you, but also, you didn't have the three-point line, right? That's correct. Yeah, That's so correct. who knows, right? Yeah, well, you never made a shot I didn't like. <laughs> you worked at uh, the National College Athletic Association for six years, and then you went to the Southeastern Conference. Correct. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Left the SEC to be a stay-at-home dad, began teaching, got more schooling, became a doctor. Not that you could operate on anybody. No, no, no you don't yeah. want me to operate on anybody. No. <laughs> and then you had this sort of uh, – now, you've been playing music for a while, but you had this sort of shift in focus and passion to community music work, right? What, what is right. that exactly? Well, yeah, um, as I, I left – college athletics and be the stay-at-home parent. And as the kids got older, I had this wonderful opportunity to reinvent myself. I could have gone back into college athletics, but, you know, been there, done that. And as a lifelong musician and educator, um, I started doing the research on how uh, music programs were being cut across the board, not just school music programs, but community music programs as well. And at the same time, there's all this data and research that's growing seemingly every day about the power and potential of music as an educational tool, a community building tool, um, an economic driver. And even now, the the next frontier is uh, music for healing, uh, using it for um, individual therapeutic and public health purposes. So, 
you know, thinking globally, acting locally, I got some friends together and we did a small fundraiser thinking that we were going to, you know, get, buy some music for music uh, instruments for the schools. And it just exploded. And so now Music for Everyone is the, is the uh, nonprofit that, that we uh, founded. And um, our mission is to cultivate the power of music as an educational community building and public health tool in Lancaster County. And, and you invested almost $1.8 million in school and community arts organizations? Yeah, we're, yeah we're over $2 million now in everything from uh, instruments to instrument repair to instruction to after-school programs to summer camp programs. Um, so, yeah, we're excited about it, and it's really a testament to how uh, generous and giving the Lancaster community is. So we're excited about the, what we've done and the opportunities out there. And I can see where we're headed here. Alpha Bone Orchestra is sort of arising out of this passion you have for, for, for music. Yeah. yeah, And we'll get into that in just a yeah. second. But, uh, but prior to Alpha Bone Orchestra, you authored five books, most of them academic in nature. You were comparing basketball to edu- uh, football to education, uh, you, you know, and you had this book about airball, American education's field experiment with elite athletics. But those are a totally different kind of book than what you've written. Now. <laughs> it, they, really, they really are. They're, they're you know, academically oriented. Yeah. Uh, mostly just it's about education reform and the role that sports and arts and music plays in our educational system and our society. So, yeah, very research-oriented, very dry, mm. um, no pictures, right. <laughs> no <laughs> illustrations. Right, this one's much better. I, have to say. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I understand. <laughs> uh, so what was the first uh, instrument you played in the Alpha Bone Orchestra? <laughs> Well, I'm not quite sure. Then you have to get a look at the book to see yeah. that. I mean, well, I mean, you're a guitar player, right? Oh, I've, yeah, I played. I've, and that's I've not dabbled a, in everything, piano, yeah. guitar, but mostly guitar and uh, percussion. Yeah. Okay. All right, so before we get under the covers with this book, uh, by the way, hold on, your stage name is? Willie Marble. Okay, Willie Marble. Uh, blues blues guitar, right? Blues, yep. Blues. All right, I tried to get you to bring your guitar in here, yeah, but yeah, you're not traveling. Not right? traveling yeah. So before we get under the covers, uh, let's talk about the book cover itself. Of course, the audience here can't see what I'm looking at, but but describe for us what what they're going to see on the cover of this book. Well, it's 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 very uh, it's like kaleidoscopic colors, um, and uh, what I did with all of the letters of the alphabet is I I uh, painted the letters and then included somewhere on the letter a uh, a bell of a horn, like a trombone or saxophone horn, the bell. Sometimes there was, there was one bell, another letters there are four or five you know three or four bells um and they're all being played by this funky triangle-headed guy uh crazy looking guy who i've named uh, dr dude b funky who's a famous world famous musicologist who Mm. travels all over the world in search of of uh you know music and different instruments and um, so anyway, so it's, so it's very, very fanciful, mm-hmm. and um, but it does. What happened was I I started taking a painting uh, two years ago. And yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't remember you being much of an illustrator when you. Were no, I, no, I wasn't. I was, <laughs> but I have always wanted to, you know, take up painting. So two years ago, I started taking up painting, and and it just sort of evolved. And and you know, I saw this you know triangle-headed guy somewhere. We were in Peru, and I saw him painted on a wall somewhere, like. A, a triangle-headed guy. I said, that's interesting. Let's mess with it. But, um, but what happened was I started, I got this idea about the alpha. I'd always wanted to do a children's book. And I was, I was thinking it would be about the blues, but I always got stymied because I couldn't illustrate it. Now that I was painting, I could finally illustrate. And um, 
So I went through all the letters and 52 of them, uppercase and lowercase. Um, so it's a lot of painting over about an eight month period. Mm. And um, then started doing the, the uh, uh, writing the you know, very alliterative uh, prose. Yeah, we're uh, going to get into that in just mm-hmm. a second. But as far as the illustrations themselves go, mm-hmm. you had to, to sort of take a leap there, right? Because you're not, you're not a painter, you're not an illustrator. I think you said something that you learned some lessons through this process. Uh, yeah, well, for, I, for, I, I guess I am a painter and illustrator now. Well, now but you yeah, are. now I am. But, but, but not when you got started. Right, right. Well, what happened? What what happened was so so I regularly, you know, every other week or so, I go into uh, the Lancaster Early Education Center. It's a it's a uh, early education center for preschool kids, and I play blues for them. And you know, we just play, give them instruments to shake around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. And what I started doing is I, you know. I started to, to use them as a test group, and I would bring in the paintings just to see, you know, do they recognize them? Do they like them? Do mm-hmm. their eyes light up? You know, and and they seemed to love them, and they seemed to, you know, they yell out the, you know, the letter that was that I, you know, showed them, and they all looked around for this funky guy, Doctor Dude, be funky, because he he kind of appears in weird places and around the side, he's got real long arms and. Um, but they really seemed to like it, and I started thinking, you know, maybe I, maybe I got something here. Yeah, and you're sort of coloring outside the lines here. Oh, totally, totally. That's <laughs> well, that's that's one of the things that um, that painting has taught me. I have a wonderful teacher, and and when I first started, I, I was always concerned about you have right. to paint inside the lines, yeah. and I'd make mistakes. Say, oh man, I messed uh-huh. up. She, no, no, no. Yeah, it's yeah. okay to paint outside the lines. That's good. Um, so to be, you got to be bold. You got to, you know, you got to, yeah. you got to take a chance. Are you ready to get under the covers? Sure. If you like our mission of helping authors give voice to their written words, please consider leaving a short written review about Charlotte Reader's podcast on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Because when you leave a review, it helps authors reach more listeners. You can keep up with news about the show and member-only content for our member supporters by joining our email list. We promise not to spam you because, well... That takes too much time, and if you do join the list, we will give you a free ebook written by me, the first book in the Christmas Courtroom Trilogy. Charlotte Readers Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. For more information, go to queencitypodcastnetwork.com. All right, so we're back here, um, Alpha Bone Orchestra. You talked about Dr. Dude B. Funky. Is there any John Gertie and Dr. Dude B. Funky? Maybe just maybe, a little bit. <laughs> John Gertie's been told he's a funky dude every your now head, and then. Your head isn't quite as triangular. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk, I want to talk about, so when I read through this book, and it's a fun read, you use a lot of alliteration here. I mean, you know, if you're looking, if we're looking at page one of this book, starting with the alphabet, uh, it is an alphabet book, so we start with the letter A. So we've got two sides of every page, right? So I mean, every, so you turn the left side is, is your drawing of the letter, the, the capital letter. The cap, oh yeah, uppercase. Yeah, and it's all it's got something. Everyone has a horn feature to it. There's, That's correct. Yep. There's something blowing out of, and then the, the page to the right of it is going to have the lowercase letter. Correct. It's going to have some alliteration uh, that uses the word A a number of times to lead off, and then a grace note. What's the grace note for? The grace note uh, is essentially a fun fact. You know, mm-hmm. grace note is an ex, kind of an extra note at the end of or within a, within a song, right. or at the end of the song. But um, so it's like a fun fact. Sure. And the reason why I included those is, th- th- yes, this is an alphabet book. Yes, it is to help kids recognize letters, and the alliteration helps them recognize words and 
things like that. But um, it's also kind of an advocacy book as well. Mm -hmm. So I include a lot of different fun facts or grace notes about different things. A lot of them are directed at adults. Um, you know, some of the benefits of, of exposure to music, increases test scores, things like that. So that mm -hmm. hopefully the kids are excited about it. Hopefully the kids become curious about music. Uh, but also that the adults reading that learn things mm -hmm. um, so that they might, about the value of music, and so therefore they might be more inclined to, to keep their kids involved in, in music programs. Yeah, you told me in your, your website that I looked at talks about sort of three target audiences, ages zero to five, learning the alphabet, right, in a fun mm -hmm. kind of way. Mm -hmm. Ages five to ten, you're teaching musical terms because you have – all these graphics and pictures of these instruments tied to the letters, but you also have a glossary in the back that, that describes all these instruments and what they do. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the adults, uh, which you talked about with the mm -hmm. grace notes. And mm -hmm. I was interested in the grace notes because you've got such things as, you know, long ago bagpipes were used to scare people away during battle. Mm -hmm. Braveheart, right? Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then musical training develops language and math skills, improves memorization, instills discipline and nurtures creativity. But then you got someone, and there's one in here about it helps plants grow. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Well, apparently that's the case. Is apparently it? if you play music <laughs> to plants, they Plant, apparently plants grow better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could you, uh, would you mind reading a little bit from sure. the book for us? Sure. Okay. Well, I'll start with A. The A-Bone Alliance always accompanies accordions on acoustic anthems and arias. And the grace note on this page. Now, now you mentioned the, the uppercase uh, letter being on one side of the page and the lowercase letters on the other side of the page. An accordion can sustain a note for longer than most instruments. Now, I do want to say something about that. When anthems and arias, that's what's wonderful about the glossary of musical terms and instruments because let's say the kids say, hey, mom, what's an aria? You can go, to, well, let's go to the glossary of musical terms and a description will be there of, of the arias. Uh, the B-Bone. The B-Bone belongs in big bands, booming, bellowing, and blasting with a bunch of bagpipes, bassoons, bugles, bells, and banjos. And the grace note is, long ago, bagpipes were used to scare people away during battle. The C-Bone Club can include clarinets, cornets, cellos, crazy cajones, and crashing cymbals. The grace note is musical training develops language and math skills, improves memorization, instills discipline, and nurtures creativity. Dan the dentist, Donna the doctor, and Daffy Duck all dig the dynamic deafening D-bone. The grace note is playing music is good for your heart. The E-bone ensemble enthusiastically entertained everyone with an excellent example of an enjoyable, exciting encore. Uh, this is one I bet you probably didn't know. Grace Note, a song that gets stuck in your head. You know how a song that gets stuck in your head yep, and pay yep, over again? Yep. It's called an earworm, and I did not know that, but that's kind of fun. The F-Bone Federation flew to France for the Fantastic Flute Festival. The Grace Note is a flute is the oldest instrument in the world to play notes. Then there's the G-Bone. The G-Bone group gathered their gaggle of green gongs, golden glockenspiels, and grody guitars with gusto. The grace note in German, glockenspiel, means to play the bells. Uh, the H-Bone is a heavy horn humming in harmony with huge harps and hushed harmonicas. Grace note is the world's best-selling instrument is the harmonica. The I-Bone is an itty-bitty but incredibly interesting and impressive Italian instrument. 
Grace Note is playing in a music group or orchestra develops communication and bandwork skills. The Jumbo J-Bone Jubilee in June is in Jamaica. The Grace Note is there are few activities in life that utilize the entire brain and music is one of them. The Kuki Kangaroo from Kalamazoo kept his K-Bone and keyboard on a kayak in Kenya. Grace Note is multiple studies prove that singing in a group Improves your mood. Okay, I think we. So yeah. we're, there once was a man from Nantucket or something. Yeah, right? yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, no, this is fun, and we can just sort of shift right into the writing life segment now. But uh, when you're, you got to illustrate and write this book. So mm-hmm. when you're when you're doing the writing portion of this, did you come up with the illustrations first and then use that as your inspiration, or did you have these ideas in your head? I did them kind of simultaneously, or. Uh, in, in, you know, as I started to get the idea, I started working on, you know, the two aspects, you know, continuing to paint, 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 paint. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, going through the dictionary and looking for as many cases, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, that all wrapped <laughs> get, together and somehow. So you the know. thesaurus and the, it was your friend. Yeah, the, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. of that. I mean, seriously, seriously I mean, yeah, going yeah. through, spending a lot of time in dictionary and thesaurus. And, well, we had a humor writer on here, Tracy Curtis. She talks about that. If you, if you want to have something that ties together, you have to sit down and make a list Mm-hmm. Come up with it and then try to see how they fit together. Yep. But, but in your case, not only did you have to do that, but you had to do them in these kind of bite sizes because it only works when you have like a short sentence, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're wanting the kids to kind of get excited about it, uh, right? And and you, and you, and I did a lot of uh, you know not reading to yourself, but reading out loud just to see how it sounds rolling yeah. off the tongue and and and, and listen to it. the <laughs> other thing I did. The first place I looked, actually, I went to a mus- a dictionary of musical terms and instruments to get as many musical terms as I possibly could to a certain letter. And it occurs to me, uh, not when I was reading it, but listening to you read it, that this book could also be uh, helpful to children with speech problems because, you know, they can practice mm-hmm. their speech with these words that are difficult to put together, like Peter Piper picked a peck. Exactly. <laughs> Pickle pe- peppers, yeah. Um, all right, so you've written a number of academic books. Now you write this children's book and you illustrate it. What's the difference? Do you outline, storyboard? I mean, and what are the challenges? I mean, it's a different kind of challenge, right? It is a different kind of challenge. And and this this was kind of more organic in nature than my other books. I mean, the academically related books, you really do. You have to get an outline and really right. think things through and make sure things fit together. But here, once I figured out, okay, this is the concept in terms of the illustration Okay, go to all go through all the letters and figure out where on the letter you can place a, a horn, uh, the bell of a horn that that looks cool and makes sense. Um, where are you going to place Dude Be Funky in the picture? He appears in all different crazy places on different pages. It's kind of like find Waldo or where's it's, Waldo? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then once I figured that out, it's like okay, well, let's how what would be a fun way to. Um, to, to narrate it, for lack of a better term, or to um, the prose that will be needed. And, uh, you know, alliteration is just a fun way to do it. Was there any challenge in terms of uh, the design and layout itself? Because you got different colors on every page here. You know? Right. Well, I got I to gotta give a shout-out to uh, a group I worked with, uh, Connective is the name of the company. They are a design firm and marketing firm. And uh, so I gave them all of the paintings, and they, you know, digitally photographed them. And then we talked about, okay, what are we going to include? Uh, that's where we came up with the idea of the grace note. And uh, how are we going to think about the layout of every page? And they did a great job of um, 
you know, really designing it in a fun, really fun and, and colorful way. Now, having done this, and for others that might, you know, have a creative notion one day to do something similar, would you have any advice for people that maybe aren't necessarily illustrators or children who think they have a story to tell? Mm-hmm. What do you suggest? Well, first of, first of all, I think everyone has a story to tell. Right. Uh, and I'm it, talking about in a children's book context. In a children's, well, well, again, I think it's the issue of... You don't want to be. Don't be afraid to color outside the lines. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's the one thing you learn with playing around with children. You know, whether going mm-hmm. and playing blues with them is that there are no boundaries with them. You get, can get do some, anything. Get some Legos. Get some coloring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, bright colors and <laughs> yeah. crazy images, and and it'll go a long way with kids. So, um, you said that you went out and you sort of tested some of this with the children. How has the book been received by children when you go out to? To read from it and show it to them, uh, they seem to really like it. And yeah. and, and what they really they, they start, you know, you, you play around with them and say, you know, what letter is this? You make them guess it, and yeah. then they guess, it. and then they yeah. start looking around. They get, once they figure out, oh, there's this funny looking guy, and he's all different colors and hairstyles and shapes, and you know, the triangle headed Doctor Dude be funky. They say, oh, <laughs> they start looking for him, you know, and yeah. some pages he's hidden a little bit more than others, and oh yeah, there's that guy. So. Um, it's been. I, th- I think the kids have enjoyed it. Hmm. So, what's your goal for this book, John? What do you What are you hoping this will do? I'm hoping that um, it will get kids excited, not just about about reading, about the visual arts, about bright colors, um, and certainly about music as well. And um, you know, including things like the glossary of musical terms. That's an illustrated glossary as well. Uh, the grace notes. I think it's. Um, I'd also like it to uh, end up being a, a tool that, that uh, helps to the advocacy in terms of teaching people how or, or convincing people how important uh, music is and why investment in music and the arts is so critical. Now, as I think back, and we went to a reunion recently, you know, people are saying, Landis, I, I would have thought you'd have been the last person to ever hmm. write a book or do a podcast. And I'm thinking back. They probably didn't have you in mind in college to be a children's book author. I, mean, I was second, <laughs> second in line, for, second and last for that. Yeah, no, I know it was. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so, so it's how, how is that? Is it liberating? Is it uh, for oh, you? Yeah, I'm having a blast with it. It's yeah. so much fun, and um, and it's something that you know we've, I've done this first one. I'm already trying to think about. Okay, what would be? I, I sort of crafted Doctor Dude Be Funky as a character who could possibly be used in future books. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure where that's going yet, but I have some ideas about how um, to use use him as a uh, a tool to educate uh, yeah. about different subjects. Now, you're, you are into all these creative projects, John, and, and, and more to come. What are you currently working on uh, at the moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, actually working on a, uh, my next book. It's going to be more academically related. Again, it's going to be music and arts related. And um, sent, what I'm, I'm going to edit a book, which okay. I'm... You've never been an editor? <laughs> no, I, I, one of my first five books I did edit. Okay, and I right. vowed at the end of that... You'd never do I'd it. I'd never do it again because <laughs> rounding up 15 or so people to all yeah. contribute a chapter, is yeah. it's like herding yeah. cats. Yeah. You know, you got to yeah. nudge them to get it done and then yeah. you have to... You know, sort of stroke their egos because you're going to have yeah, to. You know, yeah. some of some of them you know, think their writing's perfect, but they needs a lot of work. But right. but you have to pull it all together and you have to manage a process in 15 people. But just sick Doctor Funky dude on them. Yeah, exactly. But what I but what I found, I'm glad I did that because I said back then I'd never do it again. But I'm, I am glad I, in looking back at it, I did that 
because I ended up learning so much. It was about mm-hmm. sports and mm-hmm. sports role in school. I ended up learning so much that it informed a lot of my writing for the next decade. And this is a book I'm going to asking people to write about the creative process, how it um, how it can, you know you, you can educate, it can it can transform, it can heal. And uh, it, it will be a book that will provide a lot of information or ammunition for people who are interested in advocating for the arts about different uh, narratives and, hmm. and statistics and studies um, that will help in terms of um, advocating for the importance of the investment in, in music and the arts. So a lot different than this. Well, that's great. Well, I've got I've got a little uh, glossary now that I can check up on whenever I need to know what uh, musical instrument I need to pick up and yeah. learn, learn next. And uh, so, where can people find this book? They can find it at alphaboneorchestra.com. Would be the okay. best place to get it. All right. Well, listeners, we're going to have information in the show notes about John and about uh, this book and links to the website, uh, his website, and to the Alphabone website, so you can find this book. And if you're you've got a child or a grandchild or a friend who's a child that you'd like to uh, share a fun book with and uh, learn some facts yourself about uh, an orchestra that on the back says is fanciful, whimsical, and so forth. Yeah, well, well you, know, you can consi- consider your child's first music lesson. That's uh, another way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. Hey, John, thanks so much for uh, visiting. It's been fun catching up, and uh, let's uh, – Let's keep moving forward with these new ideas. We'll do it. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. Well, that's it for today. Another fine author giving voice to their written work. Landis will be back next Friday getting under the covers with another interesting author. But before then, coming on Tuesday, we'll have another long-form episode with readings and conversations about the written words and the writing life of a local or regional author. Landis loves helping authors give voice to their written words, but he can't do it alone. If you're inclined to help me help authors give voice to their written words, please consider becoming a member supporter. We'd love to have you as a member. And when you join at certain levels, we'll give you access to member-only content curated by the authors and me. Would you like to hear more from the authors? Perhaps a variety of presentations on writing craft or additional readings or tips on marketing and social media. Would you like some behind-the-scenes insights and reflections from me or some edited content from previous episodes without interruptions? You can find out more about these member-only benefits and how to become a member supporter at charlottereaderspodcast.com. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening. Until next week, I'm Landis Wade for Charlotte Readers Podcast.